from my jug. How can I serve you, little master? Oh, Jeannie, my brother Sharkan and Princess Nardine left for Basaurus more than a week ago. They had an escort of more than a thousand soldiers. But they did not arrive in Basora. I am worried, Jeannie. And I do not blame you, little master. But let me conjure a vision. Perhaps we can find out what has happened to them. Stand back, little master! Kids, don't miss this exciting adventure with little Kula and his wonderful genie of the jug. And to tell it, here is Smiling Ed McConnell. Yes, kids, you'd better come running. It's old Smiling Ed and his Buster Brown gang. I got shoes, you've got shoes. Why, everybody's got to have shoes. But there's only one kind of shoes for me. <laughs> yes, sir, kids. And Froggy the Gremlin. And we're going to start our program off right now with our story. Well, kids, once again we go back hundreds of years to early Persia for another story of little Kula and his wonderful genie of the jug. Now, for the benefit of all the new members of old Smile and Ed's gang... I'll repeat that Kula and his brother, Sharkan, who was Khalif of Baghdad, found the genie in their fish net when they were fishing at the seashore one day. When Kula lifted the little earthen jug from the net and drew the cork, he received a tremendous surprise. See, Sharkan, the little jug I found in my net? I'd best see what's in it. I'll just pull the cork. <laughs> You have freed me from a thousand years' imprisonment in this tiny earthen jug. Forever and ever I shall serve you as a reward for my freedom. <laughs> and from then on, the boy had only to pull the cork from the jug. And with a great gush of black smoke, a great crash of thunder, the gigantic genie would appear, ready to serve him. Now, Kula's brother, Sharkan, was the caliph of Baghdad. And one day, Kula went to his brother's chambers in the palace and found him preparing for a trip. Oh, Brother Sharkan, you're going away? My wife, the Princess Nudine, and myself go to visit the Caliph of Basora. I will take my entire army. You will be safe enough here in the palace with your great genie to guard you, should trouble threaten. There will be no trouble. I am sure of that. A pleasant trip to you, brother. <laughs> And so, Sharkan rode away from the palace and out of Baghdad at the head of a thousand soldiers, all magnificently dressed and riding splendid horses. Sharkan's wife, the beautiful Princess Nardine, rode in a handsome coach. They journeyed along a wide road, but then toward nightfall, suddenly, as though by magic, the road disappeared. And Sharkan called his men to halt. Stop! Stop, men! Hold! Oh, this is strange. One moment we travel a wide and smooth roadway, and the next the road disappears in a meadow. Hmm. Now, over here a short way is a thin column of smoke. A woodcutter's cabin, perhaps. Well, I'll just ride over and ask him if he knows where our road disappeared. At ease, men. I go to seek information about the road. How strangely mysterious. A wide and comfortable road which suddenly disappears in a great meadow. Ah, now, the house I seek must be right around the hill, and... Whoa, 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 whoa. Why not? It's not a house, it's a cave. Ah, well, I'll go in. 
Is anyone within? Come in, young man. Come in. I came only to ask directions. Our roadway has mysteriously disappeared. It's very strange. Then sit you down. I shall give you a delicious cup of broth. Ah, now, that broth does have a wonderful fragrance. I will rest a moment. But, uh, can you tell me about the road? Oh, yes. But, uh, let me busy myself at my cauldron a moment, young man. <laughs> Softly cauldron bubble Bind his limbs so he cannot go until at my command he'll be, by magic, turned into a tree. <laughs> Old woman, why do you laugh? <laughs> Old woman, eh? Old Gorma the witch would be better. Old Gorma? Gorma the witch? Aye, old Gorma. And young Sharkhan, Khalifa Baghdad, if you wonder where your road went, I made it disappear. Through magic. Well, I'll soon remedy... Uh, I, I cannot move. <laughs> I cannot move. Of course you cannot move. Uh, for by my magic, I have bound your limbs. <laughs> free me. Free me, old Gorma. No, I shall not free you. I shall turn you and your army into a small forest of trees. Uh, uh, trees? <laughs> But why should you turn us into trees? Because then I shall have firewood for my cauldron until the end of time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Look you here at this tiny silver flute. The flute of magic. Its song captured from the rustle of tree branches in the wind. Uh, no. There is the magic oh. to turn you and your soldiers into trees. <laughs> oh, silver flute, now sing for me and send your mighty magic free. Let them no longer human be, but change each one into a tree. <laughs> old Gorma, old Gorma, free me, free me. Free you? Why should I free you? Look at you. You're no longer a man. You're a towering tree. <laughs> you have been changed into a tree. Let me go to my wife and my men. Let you go to your wife and your men. That much I grant you. Go to them. And when you find yourself next to your wife's fine coach, then send your roots down into the ground. Go, Prince of Trees. Use your ropes for feet to walk. finish it in a jiffy, but first, kids, old Smiling Ed wants to tell you something about good old Buster Brown shoes, and how they wear and wear and wear. Now, these Buster Browns are really tough. What? That makes it easier for you to keep your shoes looking nice, because Buster Browns stay good-looking longer. Now, we'll tell you later on where to find your Buster Brown shoe man, and you be sure to listen. Then, when you and Mother go to buy your next pair of shoes... You go to him and ask him to show you those grown-up-looking Buster Brown shoes. Just remember, make sure the shoes you get are Buster Browns by looking inside the shoe, right where your heel goes, 
for that picture of the boy and his dog. That's my dog, Ty. He lives in a shoe. I'm Buster Brown. Look for me in there, too. That's right. Look for the picture of the boy and his dog inside the shoe. Then you'll know they're genuine Buster Brown shoes. Now let's hurry back to our good story. Sharkan Khalif of Baghdad and his wife, Princess Nardine, left for a visit to Basora. They certainly didn't expect to run afoul of magic, yet that's just what happened. Old Gorma the Witch, using the magic silver flute, turned them and their thousand soldiers into a small forest of trees. When they didn't return for a week, little Kula became alarmed. And at once he went to call his gigantic genie from his resting place inside the little earthen jug. My genie will help me. I'll pull the cord. <laughs> well, 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 little master. Again, you called me from my jug. How can I serve you? Oh, Jeannie, more than a week ago, my brother Sharkan with his wife Nadine and the thousand soldiers went to Basora. They should have returned days ago. I'm worried. Hey, now it is strange indeed that a thousand and two persons would disappear. Let me conjure a vision, and perhaps I can discover where they are. A moment now. Oh, magic vision, go afar. Seek the lost ones where they are. Aye, little master. Something is surely wrong. My vision brings me nothing but the cloudy outlines of a forest. I could hear the faint sound of a flute playing. I heard it also, little master. Well, there's only one thing to be done. It is early morning, so we will go to the Purple Mountains, to the Cave of the Winds, and ask the South Wind if she has seen them. Here, little master, step up upon my hand and let me place you on my shoulder. All right, Jeannie, but don't let me fall. Never fear, little master. Now then, up you go. Now, let me crouch down behind your great pointed ear. So... Now I have a hold of a lock of your hair. I'm ready, Jeannie. Then hold on tightly, little master. Here we go. Aye, <laughs> how fast you go today, Jeannie. Already there are the purple mountains below us. We have little time, master. Now, there is the cave of the winds. Hold tightly. We will land there. <laughs> Ah, now the winds will be coming out for their day's journey throughout the world. Careful, little master. Hold tightly. The north wind comes. Oh, how powerful. Now, west wind. This is a friendly wind. Ah, here is the wind we want. South wind, we would speak with thee. It is I, the genie of the jug. Oh, good friend, how can I help you? We seek Sharkan, Caliph of Baghdad, his wife and a thousand soldiers. Have you seen them? No, I have not seen them. No, I'm sure that some magic has been worked against them. Perhaps, little master. South Wind, have you seen anything unusual between Baghdad and Basora Town? Yes, good genie. A new forest has sprung up in a meadow near the foothills. A new forest? 
But large trees cannot grow up overnight. Hmm, there is something to be investigated. Uh, will you come with the south wind and show the way? Lovely, Then hold on, little master. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Almost at once, by the magic of the flying power of the genie, they were standing on the meadow beside the coach in which Nerdine had ridden. But, of course, there was not a single person in sight, for as we know, Sharkhan, Nerdine, and the soldiers had been turned into trees. The south wind decided to blow through the trees while the genie pondered. Look, you master, growing right up through the floor of good Nerdine's coach, a delicate, slender ash tree. And see... Standing right next to the coach, a tall, strong, sturdy birch tree. And see, behind them, hundreds of oak trees standing in straight lines. And, Jeannie, look across the meadow. Eh? Horses, hundreds of horses grazing. And each one is wearing a saddle and bridle. Little master, I am convinced. This forest is no more than your brother, who is now this birch tree, Princess Nordine, this lovely ash tree in the coach, and the oaks are your brother's soldiers changed into trees. Then quickly, Jeannie, where's the magic to bring them back to their rightful shape? Oh, I fear my magic will not do it, little master. But I can try, nevertheless. Stand behind me! Nothing happened, Jeannie. The treasure is before. Oh, it is as I thought. A special magic is needed here. Good Jeannie! Good Jeannie! Return. Good south wind. What have you seen? I came upon old Gorma, the witch. Eh? She was gathering branches at the other end of the world. Old Gorma, the witch? Now I recognize this place. For right up in the foothills there is her cave. Come, quickly. Let us go to her cave. <laughs> The usual cave of magic, the cauldron potions on the wall shelves. Nothing unusual here. But there must be some special magic here, Jeannie. I have looked around. I see nothing. Uh, what was that peculiar sound? I heard nothing. No, did I? There! There! When you speak, South Wind, a, a flute seems to play. A flute? My little silver flute lies on the shelf. My voice won't make it play. The shelf here, I... Ah, it is a flute. Now, little master, remember, we heard a flute play in the vision. Perhaps this, then, is the secret of the trees. Little master, you can play the flute. Take it quickly and let us hurry back to the forest. And so, carrying the little silver flute, they hurried back to the forest. Then, standing below the handsome birch tree, which they were certain was actually Kula's brother, Sharkan, Kula played the flute as he had been taught by his music teacher. It is no use, Jeannie. See, the trees remain as they were. Oh, we have failed, little master. Come, we must leave here until we unravel the mystery of this magic. It would do no good to wait until Gorma returns to find us. Wait. Wait. Who? Who spoke? Aye, that voice sounded familiar. I am Sharkan. Genie, the tree, the birch tree spoke. It said that... It was Sharkan, your brother. Now we are sure. Oh, Sharkan, can you tell us the answer to the magic which holds you? Play correct melody. 
We do not know the correct melody to play. Have south wind move, my leaves. I will teach you melody. I heard, and gladly I helped. Here I go. Master, can you play that melody? I, I think so, Jeannie. Wait, I will oh, try. I stolen my magic silver flute. Oh, I have stolen my flute. Old Gorma, the witch, make haste to prepare to play the melody, little master. I will hold old Gorma transfixed with my magic. Ah! Oh, little master, quickly play the melody. I cannot hold her long. Aye, little master, the spell is fading. Sharkan and his soldiers are returning to their rightful sheep. Oh, 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 little brother and good genie, how can I ever thank you? Do not try, good Sharkan, for always am I happy to serve my little master. Wheat, one more duty to perform. Old Gorma. Free me, monster creature. I shall destroy you. Destroy me, old Gorma? <laughs> not this time. For now... Be gone! <laughs> so, the witch is gone, but I fear she'll be back. Now, good Sharkan, I suggest you send your soldiers to get their horses, or you'll still have a long journey before you. Come, little master, we will go home. <laughs> What's that squeak in the mouse? You want us to sing the doctor's song? Sure, we're going to sing that in just a moment. We'll do it just like we did it on our Capitol phonograph record. But first, let's bring in our announcer man to tell us where to get Buster Brown's shoes with the picture of Buster Brown and his dog, Tide, inside the shoe. That's my dog, Tide. He lives in a shoe. I'm Buster Brown. Look for me in there, too. That's right, Buster Brown. Come on in, Mr. Announcer. Yes, sir, smiling Ed. But first, I want to tell all the kids living outside of Los Angeles that tickets for this broadcast can be secured at any store handling Buster Brown shoes in Southern California. And here's how to find the name of the stores that are now showing the latest Buster Brown shoes. No matter where you live, just pick up your telephone book and turn to the yellow pages till you come to the heading of shoes. There you'll find the name Buster Brown, and under it, the name and address of the store nearest you that sells Buster Brown shoes. Remember... Just look in the classified phone book under shoes. In Los Angeles, Buster Brown shoes are handled by the Broadway downtown, and you can also get them at the Broadway Hollywood and the Broadway Crenshaw. In Pasadena, the Broadway Pasadena and Nash's have Buster Brown shoes. You can get tickets for Smile and Ed's broadcast at all of these Buster Brown dealers, too. Get them for next week's broadcast right away, and get your new Buster Brown shoes, too. Bet all Smiling Ed's buddies know where to get Buster Brown shoes. Well, you know, Mr. Gymnasium is coming here today. Nice. Yes, Midnight the Cat, that's nice. So I think we'd better sing the doctor's song right now. Here we go. The doctor always makes me take such awful tasting things. He seems to think, for goodness sake, I like whatever he brings. 
I wish I was the doctor, and I wish he could be me. Then pretty soon he'd understand, you bet I'd make him see. Gee, wouldn't I like to be the doctor? To have him for my patient would be keen. Cause every other hour, I'd give him something sour. And 40 quarts of castor oil between. Gee, wouldn't I make him stick his tongue out? I bet he'd have it down around his chin. I'd tell a joke to make him grin, and then I'd stick the needle in. Gee, wouldn't I like to be the doctor? Oh, a sore throat, huh? Well, sit right down there. Uh, this won't hurt, uh, will it, doctor? Oh, no, of course not. Stick out your tongue. Say, ah. Ah. Uh. Oh, it's awful bad. Oh. You got skeptic, cockeyed information. <laughs> Is that, is that bad, Doctor? Yes, and I gotta squirt it. Open up, there. I'd make him stay in bed a hundred years, and then when I got through, I'd make some sticky goo and pour a thousand gallons in his ear. Gee, wouldn't I like to hear him holler? Whenever I put on the iodine, I tell him that it wouldn't hurt, and then I'd give him an extra squirt. Gee, wouldn't I like to be the top? <laughs> oh, my. But we know it's all a joke because the doctor is our very best friend, and we all know it. And now, where is that froggy? The-